vibrationally, you're going to crave the foods that match your vibration. So if you feel, if you're carrying a lot of dense, heavy emotions, then you're going to crave dense, heavy, unhealthy foods. And when you shift your internal self to a place where you feel good, and you feel lighter, Get inspired. Transform your life. Welcome to Best Interest Radio. Chaga mushroom and CBD. You might have heard of them and you might have heard of their amazing benefits such as boosting the immune system and decreasing inflammation in the body. I've been using them for years and they work great for me. Lately, I've been helping a friend of mine start up his company called Kanoom Naturals. So if you'd like 15% off hemp, CBD, and chaga products, use the code BEST15 at the checkout using the links in the description. All right, so today on the podcast, I have a local fella named Nick Bro, and Nick is the leader of what's called the Power Manifesting Collective, correct? Yeah, correct. and uh, I just joined his program, uh, eight-week program for the Million Dollar Manifesting Challenge. I'm not sure if I got the name right for that, but basically it's like a collective group of us um, working towards manifesting a million dollars collectively. Um but Nick has a lot of experience with this. He is a 10-time Abraham Hicks hot seater, for those of you who have ever heard of Abraham Hicks. And uh, he has a lot to share and teach about alignment and manifestation. And I like how you call yourself like a, an alignment specialist and, and you're not really focused as much on like the manifestation aspect because you know, as what I've learned is it's, uh, it's more about being in alignment with your vision and your goals and your desires more than it is about like, um, manifesting and focusing on what you want. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I I tell people that manifestation is kind of old news. So once you really understand that anything you want to manifest is because of how you believe you would feel when you manifest that thing, then really it's about just People just really want to feel good. And the funny thing is, is when you find a way to feel good, when you find a way to achieve those emotional states that you're seeking, you stop caring about manifestation. When you stop caring about the manifestation, that tends to be when those things start to show up. Yeah, it's about getting into that that flow state and sort of like being present and being happy with the way things are and almost like getting out of your own way. Totally. And, yeah. and, and that's very well said, getting out of your own way, because really people call it law of attraction. And they think it's like, oh, I'm going to focus on that desire so hard and so much it's going to show up. And, and the truth is that, you know, everything that we want is really already on its way. Uh, it's just a matter of us getting out of our own way in terms of creating these mindset blocks and, and um, things of the like. Yeah. And so, yeah, essentially when you focus too much on something that you desire, like you're, you're pushing that away because that's coming from a place of lack. I I forget who said this quote or what the quote exactly is. You, you might know more than me, but um, basically they say that um, the more, oh, it's, it's the paradox. Oh man, it'll come to me. Um, But basically the more we want something, the less we feel that way. So like, if we want to be um fit and healthy it's because we feel unfit and unhealthy if we want to 
like be rich and have money it's because we feel that lack of uh yeah it's, money it's emo- at, a, at a root level emotions are what drive desire and behavior so somebody who has strong emotions of not good enough they'll try to do things to compensate and push against that emotion so that they feel the opposite of that yeah and i just want to share like a little bit about my journey um just because i manifested this without even honestly I kind of started before I even really knew much about the law of attraction or or manifesting in general and like four years ago in 2017 is when I started my journey of losing um, over 115 pounds and uh, just also reversed a bunch of like health conditions both physical and mental and stuff and uh, completely changed my life around 180 degrees because um, just to put a long story short I basically uh, had some profound realizations and through in my journey that um, my thoughts and actions were creating um, all this suffering for me and all this pain. And I saw at the same time, if I was able to change my thoughts, then I could be like, have a life of like, you know, pleasure and abundance and just like feeling good and like finally being happy and finally being free. And if I had kept living in the old, paradigm i would have ended up for disease and death and i I just like clearly saw that picture and that's that's a perfect summary of law of attraction which is essentially when you change your thoughts you change your physical reality experience absolutely yeah i'm actually um i'm writing working on an ebook right now it's going to be part of my coaching program that i'm developing um more directed towards weight loss because I have that visual representation, that picture before and after of me. So that's kind of what I want to connect with people with for that as a, as a beginning. Um, but it's basically all about, I don't know the name yet. It's like how to lose hundred pounds using only your mind because everybody's like, Oh, how did you lose? How'd you lose hundred pounds? How'd you lose weight? And they expect me to tell them like um, this exercise regime I did or the or the diet I did or, or whatever. And really I'm just like, well, honestly, it all began with my mind. Like, cause if you change your mind and develop that mindset, um, you, you can change your life and that will like drive your actions to bring you towards the things you need to do in order to get there. And I always say like, yeah, like, as you say yourself, like you enjoy the journey, you know, enjoy the process. when it comes to weight loss, and I don't work with one-on-one clients anymore, but I have worked with a significant number of clients, both on different physical conditions, including weight loss. And when it comes to weight loss, people always default to exercise and nutrition. And yes, those are two important factors, but I would say the third equally important missing puzzle piece is that mindset puzzle piece. Because if you've got that self-sabotaging pattern that losing weight is unsafe, for example, it doesn't matter how hard you try and how much you effort. If you don't deal with that sabotage, then losing weight is always going to be a struggle. So if you don't address those mindset issues and, and, you know, there's a few things I always look at when it comes to weight loss in terms of of mindset, but if you don't deal with those things, then for some people losing weight is always going to be a struggle. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, for my own journey there, how I describe it is um, like, I honestly didn't even like consciously really decide to lose weight. Um, 
I just like visualized like a healthy, healthier version of myself. And I had like that just desire and it was just like feeling good to start eating well and, and going to the gym and stuff. And it was like exciting, this like new, this new life I was, I was living and I was living in alignment, right? I was yeah. living in alignment with what I, with what I desired at my core, I guess. Yeah. And, well, vibrationally, vibrationally, you're going to crave the foods that match your vibration. So if you feel, if you're carrying a lot of dense, heavy emotions, then you're going to crave dense, heavy, unhealthy foods. And when you shift your internal self to a place where you feel good and you feel lighter, then you're obviously, you're the, the, the impact of that is that you end up going to be craving foods that make you feel lighter, like fresh veggies and things that are healthier for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense, actually. I mean, I, I live that myself, but the, the way you worded that is kind of like what I did. I just never put that into words. But um, yeah, like pretty much just like visualized myself as like a healthy fit version of myself. And I like sort of just like knew it would happen. But I was just like, I wasn't worried about how I looked at, at the moment. Like, honestly, quite honestly, I like couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. I was like, I had so much shame and guilt. And obviously, part of that process is like healing of that. Um, so you can, you can be more in alignment of that. So you can, so you can become that and embody that version of yourself. Um, so I had to like, you know, I looked at myself in the mirror and started like telling myself that I love myself. And then I'd like break down crying and realize, Oh, oh shit. Like I actually do. And all this shame and guilt and crap I'm carrying, like, is just, is just useless. It's just like weighing, weighing me down. <laughs> yeah, Literally. totally. Yeah. And, uh, the way I like to describe it is like, and I go into detail with this in my ebook, it's like, um, just to sum it up, basically, like when we, when we make like a conscious decision to do something, um, whether or not we know how to do the things to get there, like it's, it's like when we make that conscious decision, our, our subconscious actions will like, will bring us there. Like, so if we don't know how to do the tasks to get there, we'll, we'll bring ourselves naturally to the people who will teach us how to do it or will or to the information to teach us how to get there yeah our our inner being our inner guidance whatever you want to call it is always guiding us down that path the question people need to ask is am i listening to those nudges am i listening to those things that my inner being is feeding me and am i am i in alignment which is what puts you in that receptive mode for those things oh absolutely yeah and just like on the topic um and from what I see, like when people talk about the law of attraction and manifesting, I think um, I, I see a lot of people, they kind of relate it more towards money and like material things like cars and houses and vacations. But I think the reason why I wanted to share like a little bit of my story there is because you can, you can use that for anything. And I don't know, do you, do you find people that are, are usually more stuck on the money aspect? Because it's Yeah, I mean, people watch The Secret, and then that's kind of people's introduction to this whole world of law of attraction. And then they believe, oh, so if I create a vision board or I focus on this desire for eight hours a day or whatever they think, they think then, then I, I can manifest it. And really, foundationally, what the law of attraction is, it's, it's a law, just like gravity. So everybody's always applying the law of attraction, whether it's conscious or unconscious. And basically all it is, is that your entire physical reality is a metaverse, is a virtual reality simulation 
where what is being reflected back to you is based on the emotions you're carrying, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and where you're putting your focus. Absolutely. And so um, the one thing that just came to me is like a blockage that people may experience is like if something uh, quote unquote bad happens and comes up in their life where it feels like it's, it's blocking them from what they want, sometimes that can actually be what's going to bring them towards what they want if they, if they just go with it, you know? Yeah, it's, 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 you know, I believe that everything is co-created with source energy, with infinite intelligence, with their inner being. So like infinite intelligence is infinitely intelligent, right? So if it's co-creating unwanted circumstances with us, then there has to be some kind of benefit in those unwanted circumstances in retrospect to our growth and our learning and our expansion and our evolution to, to bigger things. Absolutely. Um, what, what do you think are the, the main things that block people from manifesting what they really desire? For most people, I would say it's emotional baggage and slash or fears. So one example is, is relationships. So the top three I would say is money, health, and relationships. So one relationship example that I use, and this is, I've seen this in multiple class, past clients, um, one that stands out is, is one girl in high school. Uh, she was in her senior year, grade 12 of high school. Um, she was with her, her boyfriend for maybe six or seven months. And, and she had this, this vision in her head, you know, they were going to get married, they're going to have four kids, two boys, two girls, and, and everything was, was perfect. She came into school one day, found out he had been cheating on her. And for her, that was an emotional trauma. And of course, the subconscious mind wants to keep us safe. So the subconscious mind goes, oh shit, look what happens when you fall in love with somebody. Look at the amount of hurt and pain that can go along with it. So what happens is that the subconscious mind says, okay, relationships are not safe. From now on, anytime you start to get close to somebody, every time you start to fall in love with somebody, we're subconsciously going to trigger fears around being in this relationship. So then what happens is a month or two when that person gets into that relationship with somebody, they start to fall in love, then they develop self-sabotaging patterns, or it's like they put up this energetic wall that prevents them from manifesting a relationship at all. So that's, that's a very basic example, but it's a very common example um, as to how all of this works. Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, would you say that it's not really money that people actually want, it's actually freedom? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anybody, I mean, some people it's safety, some people it's freedom. I think it depends on where your wealth consciousness is and what your physical is physical reality experience looks like. Um, and a lot of people, you know, if you really understand law of attraction, you understand that money is a, a cooperative component. So if you manifest and focus on the experience that you would want with the money, then the money will show up as a cooperative component. A lot of people are busy chasing the money and not becoming a vibrational match to the essence of the experience. So what happens is until you become a, a vibrational match to the essence of the experience, you can't experience the experience itself. So what I tell people is instead of focusing on the money, focus on how you would feel in the experience you'd be experiencing if you had the money. 
and that's what allows that vibrational shift. Okay, and and like all the things they would do with it and stuff, and that that security and freedom that they would feel with it. Yeah, yeah. and that's kind of what you talked about earlier about the weight loss. Is you didn't go out trying to lose weight. You focused on the experience of you loving yourself, mm-hmm. you appreciating yourself, and what it would feel like to be maybe that fit, healthy version of you, mm-hmm. and that you know, through the quantum field, through practicing that essence that shifted you into the reality where you lost all of that weight. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot came along with that. And I just want to share, um, it's in just for people's knowledge and awareness. Um, obviously when I was at that state of like a completely different person of like 115 pounds heavier and with all these problems, I had, a lot of emotional baggage that I was carrying, like the feeling of, of not being good, of good enough, the lack of, of self-love, um, shame, guilt, uh, just a, b- a bunch of other things, like you name it. So um, I actually let go of that. And that's, that's what brought me to where I am now. And it's interesting because um, since I joined that like eight week manifestation challenge i've been watching like some of the recorded uh videos you have of some zoom calls which which super fire me up by the way and uh as you mentioned like when you start to become more in alignment it's going to bring stuff to the surface that we need to clear in order to like actually be in alignment and it's bringing it brought up stuff to the surface for me um and i realized that like i actually still carry some of that some of those things like i yeah, like I let go of feeling not good enough. Like I'm good enough now. I f- like I felt good enough to get to the point where you know I I'm I'm healthy and I have like all these good relationships. And I, I I let go of like a bunch of old friends and friend groups and allowed like these beautiful friend groups and relationships in. But I actually realized when it comes to um like my my life now like whether it's just this podcast itself as an example. Um, Like I put out 17 episodes when COVID began and then I just stopped and I stopped partly due due circumstances. Like there's a season for everything. And I spent a season of like creating music and stuff because I'm a musician too. But I also stopped because I I, I think there is an underlying feeling of, of just not being good enough, like to maybe like compete with other people who have podcasts, like feeling like, Oh, it's not worth it because everybody else has a podcast like why would they want to listen to me like they don't care what that underlying feeling of like they don't care what i have to say or it's not worth sharing or speaking my voice or whatever and um even like the house i'm currently in i'm i'm renting which honestly i'm setting the intention i want to buy this house that i'm renting because there's somebody that lives in the basement that it'd be awesome to have the extra income right and i have um i've been living here for a year and a half and um i have like a room in the basement and it's like i've always thought of getting a roommate and i get caught up in my mind going back and forth i'm like okay do i want a roommate because i want a roommate or do i want a roommate because i'm feeling the lack of financial support to like support my income and so i don't know your thoughts on this but um i actually realized the other day i'm like oh shit like if i if I actually like, what if instead of like focusing on getting a roommate to, you know, pick up the slack for, for the income, what if I actually just like made use of that room and that in itself would like give me that more of abundance. And so I've been using that room now to do like my work, work on my ebook and stuff and all the stuff like do my computer. And it's like very, I've 
it's been super awesome and like rewarding to just like work on that stuff. Like it just feels good to have that space. And funny enough, like I'm using that space, which is feeling good doing it to work on stuff like my ebook, which is essentially going to provide me with more abundance because that's going to be what, um, you know, I'm going to be able to sell that and, and, and it'll help with my coaching program and stuff like that. Yeah. That's, that's what I call, <coughs> excuse me, vibrational productivity. So when you really understand you know, how all of this stuff really works, the example I use is if you're starting a business as an entrepreneur, if you've got maybe five business opportunities, maybe say A, B, C, D, and E, if you're at the vibration of effort and struggle and failure, it doesn't matter which of those businesses you choose, the end result is going to be failure. Now, if you come in at the vibration of feeling good, of being pumped, the vibration of success, the vibration of things are going to work out for me, again, it doesn't matter which of those businesses you choose, your end result is going to match your vibration, which is that vibration of success. So for me, when it comes to my business, I don't do anything that doesn't feel good. For me, everything is based on impulse. Everything is based on inspiration. Everything is based on how much fun am I going to have doing this. Um, and that's really, in my opinion, the key to being successful in, in anything that you do. Yeah, like when you do something, when you feel that spark and feel inspired. So for instance, like, would you, would you say that it's probably not a good idea to maybe work on something when you're not feeling that spark? Because like, for instance, I like working on I don't know, my ebook or this podcast or even, even music. But um, w- let's say like, I'm like, oh, like I gotta go work on that podcast and edit it so I can release it. Or I gotta go work on that song so I can get that finished. But like, it's more of like that coming from that feeling of like, I have to do it to get it finished, to get the results I want versus like, I'm feeling super fired up and inspired and I, and I love doing this. Yeah, so like, and I, and I don't write music, I'm not a musician, yeah. but I can almost guarantee that musicians probably write their best music when they're either feeling like some kind of strong emotional charge, right? So when you're feeling really good, that's when you're connected to your inner guidance. That's when you're connected to your inner being. And, you know, part of what I teach, which is living in the quantum, is learning to listen to those nudges, learning to live life blended with your inner being. In 2022, I'm I'm launching my Quantum Elite program, which is my highest level program. It's reserved for 10 people. And that's going to be, I'm guessing, 10 coaching sessions for that group of 10 people. But there's not going to be a set schedule. It's going to be 10 calls across 12 months. We don't know when those calls are going to be. Those calls are going to happen when the impulse, when the inspiration is there. Yes, there's something juicy. There's, There's a reason. Let's gather those elite members and have this call. So really, when you shift into what I call this new paradigm, this new way of living in reality, it's about honoring those ebbs and flows and knowing how to tune in that to that magical, synchronistic, source-inspired way of living life, which doesn't just lead to more manifestation or more of what you want, but life itself becomes more fun and more magical um, and that's really how we're meant to be living life. So really, I feel like humanity as a whole is transitioning out of this period of struggle and effort and into this place where we're, we're more integrated with the wholeness of who we are, which is that part of us that lives in this quantum field. 
Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. And so for instance, just as an example, so tomorrow morning I wake up and I plan to do um, work on my ebook, but I'm like, I look at my guitar and I'm like, oh man, like I'm feeling so fired up and inspired to write music. I should probably go write music instead, even though I already planned to work on the ebook. Would you say that's true? Absolutely. Throw, throw scheduling out the window. Yeah. <laughs> Again, scheduled means effort a lot of the time, right? So like you playing music for an hour might amp you up, might allow new inspirations to come through. And when those new inspirations come through, then you're going to be channeling so much more into your book. Oh yeah, totally. So how did you get into all this yourself? I have to ask, like, how did you get into manifesting? How'd you learn about it? And what inspired you? So my background is tech. Uh, I did a computer science degree. I spent 10 years working in startups. Uh, The last one that I worked in, I was considered like one of the founding partners. That company was acquired for about 330 million USD. Um, and then when that happened, that gave me the freedom to step away from the tech world and focus on this world full time. So I had already been studying this for a number of years while I was working in tech, doing things like Reiki and all these different healing modalities and stuff like that. Um, but it was after the acquisition happened and after I stepped away from tech that I continued to play in this world. And, and as I continued to play, more and more people were coming to me for help and eventually just kind of turned into a business on its own. Oh, cool. And you've been doing it for how long? Sorry. Um, studying this stuff, probably 15 to 20 years uh, as a professional career, if you can call it that, um, probably close to 10 years. And so you're in Abraham Hicks hot seat 10 times. Yep. Yeah. And can you describe, um, you probably explained it a million times, but how you got in the hot seat 10 times, because from what I understand, it's pretty rare to get in the hot seat itself. Yeah. You've typically had a, when she used to do her weekend seminars before COVID, there'd be about a thousand to 1200 people. You'd get about 10 to 12 people in the hot seat, sometimes eight. Um, so like a 0.1% chance of getting in the hot seat about, um, and I would get in the hot seat pretty much at every seminar. Um, for people who don't know what who or what Abraham Hicks is, um, the movie The Secret was actually based off of Abraham Hicks. Um, the, the writers or the producers of The Secret wanted Abraham Hicks to sign over the rights of their teachings to them. Abraham Hicks said, hell no. So they actually got cut out of The Secret. But essentially, Abraham Hicks, um, the lady on stage, her name is Esther Hicks. And the way it kind of unfolded for her is her and her husband went to see you know, a psychic medium and the medium told her, and she didn't believe in any of this stuff. This person told her to meditate every day. And she did that for almost a year. And one day in meditation, she noticed that she was kind of moving her nose. And she said, Jerry, like when I meditate now, I'm, I'm moving my nose and my face in a pattern. And he was observing her and he noticed she was spelling the word Abraham with her nose and that's kind of how it all started so she's what we call a trance channel where she meditates she tunes out and then she's able to translate um the energy coming from source the non-physical and she translates that into words and if you go onto youtube and search abraham hicks you'll find her talking about every topic under the sun uh what she does now or up until covid Um, She would run weekend seminars all over the U.S., three-hour seminars on Saturdays, where you'd have this big audience of people and then just say, okay, what do you guys want to know? 
and then people would put their hands up and then one person would kind of highlight for her and then that person gets to come on stage and ask their question. So that's basically the, how, how things go with Abraham Hicks. They've got books on Amazon um, and she's been doing this, I think, for about 30 years. Yeah, and so you were saying that like, when you raise your hand, you didn't really have that like feeling of like hope that you get in. It was more like you- Yeah, kind of... so, so most people, you know, in the realm of manifestation, most people, they kind of hope for their desires. But hope contains an energy of doubt, right? There's a bigger difference between hoping and choosing. So when I go to a seminar, I don't put my hand up. And I think most people, when they put their hand up, they're in the energy of, oh, pick me, pick me. I hope she picks me. When I put my hand up, I'm like, all right, it's my turn. I'm choosing. I'm right here. Look over here. It's my time to be up in the hot seat. Right? So energetically, and this just isn't about being in the hot seat, about, it's about everything in your reality. It's about understanding that the more you're deciding, the more you're choosing, the more you're in that state of knowingness, the greater of a vibrational match you are to that experience and the greater the possibilities of bringing it into your reality. Absolutely. I like that. I like that a lot. When, the way you described it in one of your calls, like it really like spoke to me and I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Like you got to like choose that and it's so funny because when i reflect it's like the times i've done that myself without even like consciously like knowing that it's worked out in my favor um ah, this actually just brought a, a funny little story to my mind just in the terms of manifesting um i've always honestly been like a type of person that's like never worried about anything and like it's just been like ah it's, it's gonna work out like it's not a big deal and stuff um, and it's honestly always worked in my favor. My mom says I have a horseshoe up my ass. And I, <laughs> and I always just thought it was just because, you know, it's my mind. It's the way I think and manifest. Yeah, that, that, that horseshoe is branded with the word alignment. Absolutely. Yeah. And so one time this is in my, well, back before I changed my life, I was like, I was a mess. Honestly, I was so disorganized and scattered, even though I had this mindset towards things. But um, I get pulled over one time after work. And I don't know what it was. It was probably for like an inspection or registration or both or something. It was like overdue. And oh, it was like, I was driving like a new Chev Cruze. It was like a 2010 or 2011 Chev Cruze. And anyways, the cop pulls me over and he's like, we're going to have to like tow your car because the inspection's not due. It's not quote unquote safe for the road, even though it's a new car. Um, but I was like, anyways, well, first of all, I was like, well, can you at least like, let me like tow it to the garage instead of the, um, you know, the impound. And he was like, yeah, sure. That's so that was good. But, uh, something even funnier even happened. So I did not have a lot of money at the time and I was kind of like struggling paycheck to paycheck and stuff. So the tow truck comes and I'm like, how the, how the hell am I going to pay for this tow truck? Like, it's like, I don't even know, like 150 bucks around there for a tow. And they, the tow truck driver comes and he gets my car pretty much all the way at the tow truck, um, like pulling it on the chain and almost like ready to like, to lower the bed and the chain came loose and my car rolled off the tow truck and hit the cop car. And it, did, it didn't do any damage to my car or, or the cop car. Because the car, cop car had a, a, a grate in the front or a bumper, whatever you call those things. 
And so it just like scuffed my bumper, but it was like, you know, I don't know enough damage where it was like, all right. So I guess my, my toe is free, you know? So they, they tried to like, he, he called us the tow truck, uh, the tow truck driver called his boss and the boss was like, Oh, we'll give you 50% off. And I was like, dude, like I can literally send you a bill for this bumper. Like just give it to me for free. And like, we won't have a problem. So he's like, okay. So I ended up getting the, 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 um, the ride for free. So it's just like those circumstances have always happened in my life. And I believe it's because I'm just like, Oh, it's, yeah, it'll work out. I'm sure it'll be fine. Whatever. Not a big deal. And yeah. Would you say that is probably what? Yeah, and, and the other thing about contrast too is, is, again, I believe that everything happens in our favor. And in those moments, you know, we may not know why this is happening or what benefit there is in these circumstances. A lot of people will say, oh, Nick, I started doing this work and, and my life is falling apart. And really what I, my response to that is sometimes it feels like life is falling apart, but sometimes life needs to fall apart in order to fall back together in a much better way. Oh, absolutely. That That's happened to me countless times. Even this year when I changed all new band members and for like, for like a day, I was like, oh shit, what am I going to do? Like I have a festival book to have like a grant for a music video. I have all this stuff coming and I'm like, I need musicians to play my music. And the day of, or the day after they just came into my life and it ended up being perfect. And it's just like, because I was like, ah, I'm, I'm sure it'll work out. I'm not too worried about it. Just like, breathe let go of that resistance let go of that fear and stuff um so you wrote a book yeah i've got a couple of books the last one is called power manifesting i think it's been out for about a year and a half now uh it's probably done about six or seven thousand copies and um it it wrote itself in three weeks it was the easiest write um, of all the books that i've done um i'm really proud of it i don't know if i'll ever write another book again just because i'm so <laughs> happy about uh, yeah. how this yeah. turned out. I guess it's just timeless, eh? <laughs> yeah, so whatever, whatever the inspiration shows up. Um, I love to write. For me, writing is, is fun. I write for myself. Yeah. Um, and when the inspiration is there and it flows, um, it just feels really good. Yeah. So um, before we wrap it up, I, I really wanted to, maybe you could take us through or describe the belief tree process because I really enjoyed that I find that was like super key yeah yeah so a lot of people I mean everybody knows what emotions are everybody's felt emotions but most people don't really understand the mechanics of emotions or how or why emotions work the way they work and what I explain to people is that <clears throat> you cannot have an emotion without an underlying belief or perspective now, oftentimes those beliefs and perspectives are um, subconscious or unconscious. So you don't realize that you're practicing that belief. So when you feel a feeling, and this is a very rudimentary form of the belief tree process. The belief tree process is a process I developed after doing years of EFT or emotional freedom technique or tapping. Um, what I realized was it wasn't so much the tapping sequences that were creating shifts in people, but it was in... Um, the questions I was asking and the words I was saying as we were tapping. And that's what evolved into the belief tree process. But foundationally, what I can explain on the call is that all the emotions are rooted in perspectives. And when an emotion surfaces, 
just try asking the question, I feel this way because, or what must I believe is true to feel this way? And what'll happen is if you're not in your mind about it too much, um, a belief or perspective will kind of come to the surface. And when it comes to the surface, if you can invalidate that perspective, if you can reframe that perspective, if you can let that perspective go, then that negative emotion goes away with it. And again, that's, that's the very basics of it. Um, you know, something that, that, that you have to take into consideration is that those emotions are sometimes layered. So for example, somebody with depression, with sadness, it might be sadness that they're carrying at the surface, but in order to let that sadness go, you kind of have to work through the layers. So underneath that sadness, sometimes it might be anger. Under that anger, it might be powerlessness. And under that powerlessness, it might be a belief that it's not safe to let that sadness go because maybe if I do, then I let somebody off the hook who hurt me as a child, right? And that's, those are things that I've seen quite frequently. So in order to let that sadness go at the surface, you kind of have to work down through those layers, get to that anchor point, that root way at the bottom that's holding it all in place, and then clear that. And then you kind of work your way back up that tree and then release those emotions, those perspectives one at a time. And then what, what's at the surface will eventually release if you get rid of all those underlying layers. Absolutely. It's a powerful process. And just to relate it to my own story, um, when I wanted to lose weight and get fit and stuff, I mean, I've tried like multiple times in my life before I actually did it. Um, but it's like, and I think a lot of people share this sort of like underlying emotion and belief when it comes to weight loss. It's like some key ones are like that, that I experienced is like, it's, it's, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. It's, uh, um, I'm not good enough to do that. I don't have the right knowledge. I don't have the money to join the gym. I don't have the right foods. I don't know, like nothing's working, no, nothing I do works and stuff. So it's like, as soon as you sort of like start to see that anything is possible, that's when it starts to happen. Uh, in fact, that's also what helped me to change. It's like, I actually realized that, like, holy shit, it actually is possible to like completely change my life and to like be healthy and happy and stuff. And yeah, like as soon as you see the possibility of something, um, yeah. you just like you, you, you go towards it and it just happens. Yeah, there, there's kind of three key things I tell people to look at when it comes to weight loss and mindset. One is, are you getting into rest and repair mode when you sleep at night? So most people who struggle with weight loss, um, it's people who have kind of overthinking minds or analytical minds or, hope, or go to bed stressed and worried. Um, so what happens is when you fall asleep in that state, you don't go into the deepest REM cycles, which is the rest and repair mode that your body needs to, to get into in order to properly process and eliminate fat. And the way to know that you're not getting into those deep states is if you wake up in the morning and you're still waking up tired, even though you slept at night, that's a sign you're not getting into rest and repair mode. So I tell people to look out for that. Um, I tell people to look out for emotional heaviness. So the physical heaviness is a reflection of emotional heaviness that's being carried. Um, a lot of people don't understand the link between emotions, the mental and the physical. So one example is IBS. So people who have IBS or like digestive issues, nine out of 10 times, they're, they're living in what I call like walking on eggshell syndrome or anticipation fears. And with most of those people, once you deal with those anticipation fears, the stomach issues um, get so much better. 
And then the third, of course, is self-sabotage. So self-sabotage, again, is rooted in not good enough, fear of failure, um, those types of subconscious patterns, which, which also need to be looked at. So those are kind of the three key things I tell people to look at from a mindset vantage point when it comes to weight loss. Absolutely. And another thing to add too would be like when you, when it comes to manifesting to, to be clear about what you want, because as you described it in one of your calls, it's like when you ask, if you ask your partner to go to the store and get laundry soap and you don't specify what type of laundry soap you actually want, they'll just give you whatever. And from my own, from my own experience, like, um, I'm kind of guilty of that lots of different times in my life where it's like, I want something, but I don't know quite exactly what it is. And this can actually be beneficial in a way because it can help show you what you do want, because you'll notice that you get all these different options. Like the universe will just give you like, here's like five different options of the same thing. It's like, which one do you want type thing? So yeah. If if you're not, if, if source or inner being is part of this co-creative experience with you, if you're not clearly telling source or your inner being what you want, then it's going to be harder for it to deliver um, what you want. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, honestly, I think the law of attraction and manifesting and stuff and, or just, you know, being in alignment with, with yourself and your, I guess, being in alignment with your self-actualized version of yourself, really, that's sort of like the key to. Um, yeah. Just, the, the, the irony is that, a lot of people come to this world looking to manifest. And one of the first things I tell people is stop trying to manifest and focus on feeling good. Absolutely. Yeah. And so oh, I forget what I was going to say. Anyway, um, is there anything you'd like to leave? I mean, you can tell us where, like, where people can find you and what's going on and what you're going to be offering before we wrap it up. Yeah. I mean, I've got resources all over the place. I've yeah. Got I'll put free- the links. I've got a free 33 day challenge called 33 Align, which is at 33align.com. They can find my book, Power Manifesting on Amazon. Uh, I've got membership communities. I've got some super exciting programs launching starting in January. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly easy to find on YouTube, on Facebook. I'm pretty much all over the place. Yeah, I joined and it, it's honestly fired me up and I'll continue to watch your videos and go with the flow and to the, do the calls and stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Keep, keep having fun with it. That's the key. Yeah, man. Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and having this uh, conversation. I hope people get some value out of it and they're able to, you know, truly manifest their desires and step out of their own way. And if they honestly, if you feel like there's still some blockages, I highly recommend just joining Nick's program because he'll, yeah, it'll help remove them, honestly. And it's, it's uh, the law of attraction is, is something that can, like everyone can benefit from. Like you don't really need to be a part of any sort of like belief system or religion. I mean, like, honestly, like the, the Bible talks about the law of attraction in its own way. So, um, and all sorts of other different cultures and aspects in society. So ask. Yeah, you- and, and even if you don't believe in law of attraction, get in it for the mindset, work, right? The, the worst thing that will happen is you feel better. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, it's so funny because my ebook is like, it's pretty much a, the law of attraction just explained in a, in a different way. Um, yeah. And that's really what it is like getting into that mindset. Cause that's what I'm all about. And it's like, ask and ask and you shall receive be, and you shall become. There you <laughs> <go>. <laughs> anyway, awesome. thank you very much, Nick. Have a good morning. Thank you, Jordan. You too. And I'll see you on one of your calls. That's good. <laughs> Bye.